Welcome into the second episode of Big A's Wisconsin Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. I hope you all who have listened to my first episode that released yesterday enjoyed the first episode, and I look forward to more episodes coming in the future, including this one, which I am recording right now. In this episode, I will recap the Packers versus Atlanta Falcons game from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, from last night's Monday Night Football. And in this one, the final score was 30-16. to The Packers won. They improved to 4-0, while the Atlanta Falcons fell to 0-4. And to get things started... In this episode, I will break down some statistical leaders from the game. Aaron Rodgers for the Packers, 27 of 33 for 327 yards and four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 15 carries for 71 yards. The coming out party on the national stage for Robert Tanyan, who had six catches for 98 yards and three touchdowns. Jamal Williams. Also had eight catches for 95 yards. Aaron Jones additionally not only ran the ball for yardage, but he caught the ball for five catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. In this one, like I mentioned in yesterday's episode of the podcast, the Packers were up without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard with injuries, while Atlanta, for them, statistically speaking, As far as their leaders go, Matt Ryan, 28 of 39 for 285 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions for Matt Ryan. Todd Gurley rushed the ball 16 times for 57 yards and had two touchdowns. Olamid Zacchaeus in the receiving game for Atlanta led them with eight catches for 86 yards, Hayden Hurst, four catches for 51 yards. Two of the biggest injury statuses for Atlanta coming into this game. Before the game yesterday were Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. The Packers' defense held Calvin Ridley to zero catches, which was one of the many factors why the Falcons lost this game. And Julio Jones only had four catches for 32 yards. As for my thoughts on this game, First and foremost, Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, definitely continues to be an offensive play-calling genius, and Aaron Rodgers continues to perform very well with whatever he has on offense for players. His players that he has on offense are very good. They're in the NFL for a reason. They're really good. They may not be the household names that everybody thinks of when they think about the Packers, but they're very talented, and they do a good job putting them in good Positions to succeed. Matt LaFleur does a lot of very cool plays that are nice in this day and age for the NFL. Much of a breath of fresh air from what they had with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is a very good coach for the Packers, but his play calling towards the end of his tenure with the Packers kind of got a little bit stale and to a lot of people, and a lot of people kind of knew knew what was expected of the Packers' offense and could pr- prepare for it. And McCarthy didn't really adapt much to a lot of people as far as NFL observers. So Matt LaFleur definitely 
is a young, fresh coach with a good offensive mind, and he definitely knows how to adapt to things in the game and knows the counterplays that he has, and they're very good counterplays in most cases, as the Packers' offense is one of the best, if not the best offense in the league this year so far through four games. Some people, going back to the wide receivers and and how they were kind of limited in that fashion, wanted the Packers in this past NFL draft in April to pick a wide receiver early, but they decided to go with Jordan Love, the young quarterback out of Utah State. He's going to learn under Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully whenever Rodgers hangs up the cleats will be Aaron Rodgers' successor. And that is definitely a good example of why the Packers are such a successful team and a successful organization because they do a good job of being very productive on the field in the current game and the games and the weeks for the NFL. But they also think ahead. They think about the future. They know Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and always has been that way. Although some people would say past most recent years, he's been kind of not what you would think of as far as Aaron Rodgers from several years ago back in his prime, but he's really taken a really good hold of this Matt LaFleur offense in year two and definitely shown a lot. He's always been overall one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, yeah, there's times where he doesn't look like it, but even still, he's one of the best when people think about quarterbacks in the NFL and he's done a nice job always to perform very well and in this game against the Falcons the Packers had players like Darius Shepard and Malik Taylor see more playing time due to injuries to Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams and they stepped in very nicely whenever their number was called they were able to catch the ball more times than not and do their job which was a very good thing for the Packers. And like I mentioned in last night's episode of my podcast, they were smart by resting Devontae Adams, who had a hamstring injury. And they were just a smart move with that because although Devontae wanted to play, he's a competitor, and he thought that he could play, the Packers thought, hey, we got a bye week coming up this coming week. And we're going to need you for the stretch run as we eye another Super Bowl run. And especially against Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers, they're going to need all their weapons that they can have on offense. Even without Devontae, although he'll probably play in, in that game, I think that the Packers will still do well because their offense is just cooking on all cylinders so far this year. And their defense overall in this game it was a very solid game for the defense. They made some key plays throughout the game, holding at Atlanta's offense, who has some impact players, as they touched on in last night's episode of the podcast. But they hold it, held them to 16 points. And anytime you can do that in the NFL, that's a good sign because the NFL teams and offenses are very good with very good players. And another interesting observation that I took from this game, although it didn't end up playing a factor in the outcome of the game, there were two extra points missed on each side, flipping gears to the Atlanta Falcons and their offense. They didn't get much out of Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones, their top two wide receiving threats. Granted, they were banged up 
coming into the game and were on the injury report all throughout the week. So that might have played a factor in how they felt and and all that. But the Packers did a nice job making sure they didn't make any real impact on the game. Like I mentioned before with the stats from the game combined, Calvin Ridley, zero catches. So that's zero catches. And then you combine that with Julio Jones, who only had four catches. So you take those two, put them together. It's only four catches between the two for 32 yards total. And one of Atlanta's early possessions in this game, they chewed a lot of clock. They had a 20-play drive. And like I mentioned in yesterday's episode of the podcast, I thought that that was going to be one of their keys to the game going in. You'll hold Aaron Rodgers and company on the sideline as much as you can. You chew clock. You play time of possession ball game. And you keep one of the best offenses, if not be the best offense, on the sideline. But in that 20-play drive, they were only able to manage a field goal. And when you run that much offense, you ideally want a touchdown. And then after that possession, the Packers offense got cooking. And then Atlanta had to play from behind. And when you play from behind in the NFL, typically you have to pass the ball. And you can't run the ball as much as you want to. So that was definitely something that I took away from the game. Packers offense in this year so far... And overall, as a team, have scored 30 or more points in each of the first four games, which has led to their success to a 4-0 undefeated record. Atlanta, I mentioned in yesterday's episode of the podcast, Dan Quinn is definitely a coach that has a little bit of a hot seat. He made the Super Bowl, like I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, a few years ago, and that was good, but they lost. They blew a big lead, and ever since, he hasn't done very well in the regular season and has kind of been a disappointment. So he's been a, a little bit of a guy who's in the media, gotten a hot seat from the national media, at least up until this point of the recording of this episode of the podcast. They haven't switched uh, from Dan Quinn as far as firing him, but we'll see what happens. They may keep keep him with the team and keep him coaching. Next, they got Carolina, the Panthers. So that's a that's a game that they're they're gonna play and hopefully get a bounce back from their team and and keep Dan Quinn. Like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, midseason coaching changes can happen. We saw it yesterday with Bill O'Brien, the Texans head coach and GM for that matter, which is kind of rare in the NFL. He was the head coach and the GM. He got fired, 0-4 start. So. It has happened in the past, but we'll see what Atlanta does. They do have some good weapons on their team, no doubt, but they just can't seem to put it together fully for a whole game. I mean, in earlier games in the year, they show flashes. They can score. They get leads. But when they have a lead earlier in the season, they they give it up, and that doesn't look good. One of the many cases of that was when they played the Cowboys earlier in the year. And a lot of people, myself included, thought that the game was over when they were up by so much. And then here come the Cowboys roaring back and they end up winning the game. So that is something that that is definitely a factor. And Packers overall in this game did what everybody thought that they would do, including myself. And they proved that they were better than the Falcons, and they won the game by two scores. On yesterday's episode, I was eight points off from the Packers 
total score and eight points off from the Falcons' total score. It was still a two-score game uh, that I predicted the Packer win. So my prediction held up as far as the Packers won. I was a little bit off on the points, but most people's predictions as far as points are kind of they get them wrong in most cases. The what matters most really is that you pick the the winner of the game. And like I mentioned before, that the Atlanta does have talent. Like they do have some talent in in some spots, and they're have Matt Ryan at quarterback. He's always been a solid quarterback. They have some receiving threats. They have some tight end weapons with Hayden Hurst in the receiving game, and they have Todd Gurley as well on the offensive side. Their offensive line is is okay. It's just their defense, like I mentioned in yesterday's episode of the podcast. They were 31st coming into the game ranked defensively, and there's 32 teams in the NFL, so that's not very good. And their defense wasn't that great last night either, and that definitely held to be true because they gave up 30 points to the Packers, and the Packers ended up winning the game and improved to 4-0 while the Falcons are 0-4. As I mentioned earlier, the Falcons up next have the Carolina Panthers while the Packers have a bye week this coming week. And next after that, in the following week, they will play Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and company. So that'll be definitely a game uh, to watch as two kind of premier teams so far this year in the NFC match up against one another. So that'll about do it for this episode of Big A's Wisconsin Sports Show. I'm your host again, Adam Van Handel, recapping the Packers versus Falcons Monday Night Football game. And I look to record as much as I can with my podcast just starting up. And it'll be a Wisconsin Sports Center podcast with a little bit of national flavor to it as far as sports go. So I'm going to record as much as I can. Ideally, I, I record several times a week and that, but sometimes life gets gets hectic and things with work and everything else get in the way. But I'm going to make sure that this is a dedicated podcast as much as I can and definitely look for many, many episodes, including last night's episode, which if you missed, you can catch it still on my podcast. And then this episode you can listen to as well. I appreciate all you listeners and thank you listeners always. I look to get a tremendous amount of engagement throughout my podcast and look forward to you continually being on my ride with me with this podcast. And I love sports and this is just a great way to to do sports with a podcast. So thank you again and I look forward to talking to you all again soon.